Hi, and welcome to Thought Bubble. My name's Scott Millward. Here, I'll be talking to thought leaders from various industries, sharing their insight into their area of expertise and creating a thought bubble around the topics that matter. Let's jump into it. Okay, hello and welcome everyone to another episode of Thought Bubble. Uh, Really excited today to have Daniel Fenton with me. Uh, Daniel is a resilience and career coach and trainer at Bankstore Coaching. Daniel is formerly of the recruitment industry, previously at Sanderson, uh, and that's how we know each other really, uh, via the wonderful world of recruitment. So yeah, today I want to sit down with Daniel and sort of pick his mind a little bit about what he does with his resilience career coaching and a little bit about um, NLP, neurolinguistic programming, which I know is of interest to a lot of people. Just really want to go into, yeah, what Daniel's up to and what sort of coaching people need at the moment, obviously with COVID and with just business change really. So yeah, welcome Daniel. Thank you. Thank you very much. So yeah, Daniel, what what is it that you're looking to do with businesses at the moment in terms of resilience and career coaching, just widely? Um, in a really broad sense, um, we're all going through a lot of change at the moment and not everybody necessarily has the support structure and maybe the, the kind of passion for self-improvement and self-development like we, what we've talked about in the past. So it's about using NLP in a coaching sense to give people tools, quick and effective tools, born out of a lot of behavioral psychology, communication studies and therapy. So people can actually go about being happier and more fulfilled in what they do, whilst also kind of getting that balance outside of work as well. Cool. Yeah, it makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, I think people need that guidance at the moment, um, you know, with... If you're a director CEO of a business at the moment, you're making difficult decisions in terms of probably redundancies, business remodeling, uh, market evaluations, all that sort of stuff. So in terms of that career and mindset stuff, what, what do you think people are struggling with at the moment? I think outside of work, um, because a lot of us aren't actually technically in work at the moment, a lot of us are at home on furlough. Um, you are probably one of only a handful of people I've seen since March in real life. Um, so and I think yeah that that socialization piece is going to be relevant to everyone as well that people have had a lack of physical contact actually sitting in the same room as other people absolutely and there is there is a natural anxiety around it um, thinking about you know how that's going to impact people in a workplace well as you say the socialization side of things anxiety is building anxiety is going to be rife in people who perhaps have never ex- experienced anxiety or really understood what that feeling is and they're naturally going to take that to the workplace. It's not as straightforward as differentiating life outside of work and work, with so many of us having worked from home, um, and then some of us, like myself, kind of being on furlough. It's, it's difficult to myself sat at home, um, working all the hours that you can, because ultimately we're all trying to keep uh, our respective businesses afloat. Yeah, definitely. I think that um, people have had to be a little bit more... Um, singular and, and insular looking at themselves looking at um, looking at what they can do to yeah keep keep their businesses afloat I think in terms of that mindfulness piece and looking at how they've how they've had to reevaluate how they approach the market how they um, approach their employees 
there's just unprecedented change at the moment. And I think that people like Daniel um, starting out on his coaching career are going to be more valuable than ever in t- to give you that outside perspective of what, what you can and can't do. Yeah, because a lot of businesses aren't set up for that. Um, don't get me wrong, you know, more recently, a lot of bigger businesses have mental health first aiders. But generally speaking, you don't have a support structure in a workplace. You definitely don't have it in a recruitment environment, typically. So actually bridging that gap between HR and, um, say, the resource around mental health that's available to people, which is obviously going to be even more overstretched than usual. What I've done with bank stores is kind of created a, a function more specifically for public sector individuals and then doing more detailed kind of corporate performance and behavioral coaching. Um, but it's really about, and like I say, kind of filling that gap resource-wise for employers that do care about people's well-being. You know, they do, a bit like NLP, care about the the why, not just the, the what it is that we're doing. Yeah, definitely. I think that there's, there's going to be a clear need for that uh, moving forward. So that that makes a lot of sense to me so if i was a business listening to this and i thought look i could do with this level of support and guidance what sort of scenario would that business be in what would their challenges look like for them to sort of reach out to you and start working with you and to see the benefits of, of your coaching it's a difficult question to answer because i think every business is going to be reacting to this completely differently and it's tough because everybody from you know, the person who changes the bins to the CEO are going to be mindful of, you know, the, the, the kind of business impact. But coming back to the, you know, the mindfulness point in particular, I think it's very easy to get pulled away from what is important to us as individuals, um, especially thinking of the business, worrying about whether the business is going to be sustainable. So it's really an individual thing. Some businesses, they're going to be in turnaround phase and they are going to value their staff. Unfortunately, there are going to be a lot of businesses who are going to be exiting staff. You know, I've 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 been um, I've been on the receiving end of of contraction of the market before um, before things do potentially turn for the worse. So the way in which I, I I look to kind of support is going in and supporting existing staff, but also helping with what you'd call in a recruitment jargon outplacement. You know, making sure those individuals understand their skills. They have the confidence to go out and use them. They have the confidence to go out and interview and best represent themselves in what is going to be an increasingly challenging market. Yeah, so candidates are going to need that support. And I think a lot of people need... So when people think about career coaching, I think people think about you know people looking at your LinkedIn, looking at your CV, how to prep you for interview. I think um, a lot of what coaches do, such as Daniel, will be give you confidence and actually give you direction. Because um, I think a lot of people, especially people that have been made redundant or have maybe been at work for two, three, four months, you feel sort of unsocialized, especially at the moment, that they need just some direction rather than making sure they've got all the key facts on their CV. They need direction so they're applying for the jobs which are relevant for them and also are in line with their value set, in line with... Um, with what they're looking to do. And I think, obviously, a lot of people, when they're looking for a role at times like this, they're looking out of necessity. But where possible, you should be looking for where you want your career to develop, not just a job, because then, you know, you end up having those stop gaps, don't you? So I think people like Daniel give you that advice. They give you that structure for looking where you're going. So what does that sort of look like? What sort of issues have you encountered? Yeah, 
Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I've, I've, you know, I've been talking to a few people recently. And yeah, there is, there is an assumption that a uh, career coach, as you say, is somebody who's going to look at a few things in black and white, pick holes in it and send you off on your way with some improvement ideas. And it's not to say that there isn't value to be exclusively added from that. Um, but thinking back to when I was a recruiter, which is going back a couple of years, um, the, the, what I guess what differentiated me was that I was dealing with quite senior individuals who could do the job. Um, and more often than not, people can do the job. It's articulating and presenting in a way which makes sense and, and appeals to your target audience. And you, especially with being locked down and people not being socialising, I've been talking to people recently who are looking to make the move and make the cultural leap from, um, or perceived cultural leap from public to private sector. And it's having that confidence and being able to use communication, which is the foundation of NLP in particular, to best present that information to your target audience. And I guess really as much as anything, build rapport and demonstrate not only that you can do the role, but you've got the right behaviours for the business because being good enough to do the job alone may not be enough going forward. So, you know, I've certainly seen the market um, with the clients I was managing, the projects I was managing, becoming more and more qualitative especially with the move to having more employees rather than contractors, which was a very strong theme, and actually having people who best represent the values of the business. So thinking of a couple of people I've been working with recently, it's been, yes, looking at what it is that they can do, but looking at the job profile, looking at the business and understanding the values and really what's important to that organisation beyond can you do the job. Yeah, I think Pete... Because the people that are being hired post lockdown are, you know, potentially they might be replacing two people or they might be merging departments or whatever. So cultural fit um, and being aligned with the business is as important as ever. So it's not just technically can you do the job, it's do you align with the culture of the business, all those sort of things. So it's important for the employer and the employee to understand that um, dynamic. And I think people like Daniel help candidates um, navigate that dynamic. You know, obviously recruiters do that um, to to some degree, but someone like Daniel is not there for a fee um, and is not, you know, looking for just fill the role. They're looking to support you as an individual, whether it be with that, role or with something else or just developing you moving forward so yeah a lot of people um, continue to work with career coaches whilst being employed um, to give them a, you know impartial support and advice in order to progress their careers forward yeah and I guess one of the fundamental differences between career coaching in a generic sense and using my background in talent management and NLP in particular is the idea is to make you as self-sufficient as quickly as possible. You know, it's not to create any kind of mutual dependency, um, which I know a lot of people will think with a coach, you know, it's going to be an ongoing thing. Um, but the premise of NLP in particular is you've got the resources that have suited your purposes to date, you know, in the role that you've done, in the environment you've worked in. However, this is about giving you new tools, new ideas, uh, expanding your communication understanding of working with others to best present yourself because everybody's going through a change at the moment so the kind of the, the assumption thinking from an NLP perspective in particular is you've done great to where you are but going forward we're all going to have to change we're all going to have to do something slightly different and I just want to enable people to do that as quickly and as effectively as possible um, so that's you know where 
career coaching versus NLP coaching might be slightly different. Um, the aim is to get people as self-sufficient and self-aware as quickly as possible so they can go and do it off on their own. Yeah, I love that. I love the the advice of getting people up and running to a position where they feel comfortable and they feel confident that they can go up, go out and actually get back out there. Um, I, I told you a personal story the other day about how uh, my father um, sold his business and, and tried to, to re-enter uh, the market after sort of a year out where he just sort of took some time off um, and found it really difficult to get back into the market and, and try and get back into the sorts of positions that he he would want to do. Uh, and the reason for that is that when you're out of the game for a bit of time, you become unsocialized, you... Uh, you're not up to people are worried about not being up to date with current events in their industry all these sort of things and I think a career coach can help you navigate that field and actually just give you a bit of confidence you know yeah and it's 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 being there to be supportive but equally helping the other person to you know master their emotions which is a bit Tony Robbins is a bit NLP as we were talking about the other day but that's the truth of it and it's understanding your emotions and making the adjustments which are going to be most relevant to that specific situation. And yes, you know, the specific situation I'm focused on because my background is career. Um, but ultimately, those emotions need to be harnessed and kind of utilized in the right way. We're all going to be feeling a certain level of anxiety, nervousness, kind of confusion, apprehension. That's entirely natural. Um, it's being able to kind of take a step back with somebody's support because. You know, one of one of my strap lines, if you will, or one of my mantras is no one is better on their own. Um, and that's where the coaching element comes in in particular. It's having someone to bounce off of and somebody who will help you change perspective on something, which is completely natural. You know, you've not been socialized for a long time. You don't know how things have changed. You know, you may not necessarily be aware of the broader values of what people are looking for in the market. If you spend a bit of time out or you're changing sector, you're changing vocation and it's daunting. You know, I've gone from near enough 13 years in, in the recruitment industry to going out alone doing doing coaching, um, both for people who are on their way out and both for businesses who want to do the best by their, their employees. So I get it. I, I get the kind of hesitation, interpretation myself. Um, and I myself have bounced off of other coaches. You know, I've, I've got a really good network and there are a couple of people locally, including my trainer, have been really supportive. And Again, you know, I don't think anyone's better on their own, especially, you know, com coming back to the example of your dad, there's going to be a lot of people who are effectively in the same boat because they'll have not worked um, for four months and they may have to do something completely different. I think that point is relevant to people coming off a furlough as well as people that have actually been made redundant um, because they've been in the same situation for the last four or five months. It's just the fact that they're now going back into the workplace at their current employer rather than the, with a new employer. So they've almost got to re reconfigure themselves so that they're prepared to go back into the workplace. I mean, I spoke to a, a colleague of mine the other day and she said to me, um, I've never suffered with any kind of mental health, but I've struggled the last however many months with lockdown and not being able to have that purpose of going going to work. Um, she's a recruiter and not being able to, you know, support her candidates. And, you know, as much as anyone says it, your career and work takes up a big part of your life. So 
um, having that taken away from you for the time being is very, very difficult um, for people that are furloughed or redundant. So I think people need to need that socialization piece. And I think, you know, um, working from home is great and it's nice to have that flexibility, but having it taken away from you and changed instantly, anyone who says that easy is just, is, is crazy. It's such a difficult thing. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I consider myself relatively lucky in that respect. Um, I, I guess the, the running joke with a lot of my friends, because I took, you know, isolation very seriously because my girlfriend runs a school and, you know, she's very integral to it. So a lot of people have said to me tongue-in-cheek, you know, you're going to have to reintegrate into society. And there's a lot of truth to it um, because for the best part of three months, I was on my own in the apartment. And I don't necessarily know how I would have, behaved or how I would have reacted without doing my NLP practitioner and now master practitioner training. It, you know, it's, 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 it's given me a toolkit, um, but kind of coming to that point in a different way is a lot of people have been kind of stripped back, you know, they've, um, with not much in way of sports, you know, reality TV, your social media feeds aren't, aren't as active as they used to be. You haven't necessarily got blue screens detracting from I guess what's most important, the mastering of emotions, but as much as anything, having that self-realization. And I, for my mind, I think there are a lot of people who perhaps have been able to evade problems or, you know, in their mindset or focusing on their career, which have come to the front because they don't really have those distractions. Um, and I guess for the first time, a lot of people are thinking slightly more about themselves and the people more immediately around them rather than quite so much worried about the bigger picture on social media, reality TV, or, or watching football. And I dare say that I think there are people who perhaps don't necessarily have the toolkit um, to address those emotions and negative feelings, which are going to have a knock-on effect to their personal life and obviously you know, to their career and in the workplace. Absolutely. I think what you've just said there just demonstrates the the level and awareness that you have to go into with your um, with your clients um, and understand their personal life and understand their personal perceptions so that you can actually support them within their career and understand what they're looking for um, and I think it, it leads into the the point that the line is being blurred between personal and professional uh, you know personal life and professional life I, th- I think they are merging quite quite a lot now and it's been seen on LinkedIn with how people talk what people say um, how I speak and what I write and what I do the way I'm at work is the way I I am with my friends outside of work all those sort of things the line is blurring where you're not having one facade um, to the other so I think you know a coach's role in understanding someone's personal situation and their perceptions and how they act um, is very important Um, personally I work with a life coach uh, now this spans over sort of anxiety, um, you know, life direction, career direction, all these sort of things. So it's a bit of bit of a wider package than what um, someone like Daniel offers, where it's more specifically focused towards career. But I, I still see the benefit within coaching within all of those capacities. Um, so yeah, moving on, um, Daniel, you're um, working with. Um, a few corporates at the moment and and soon to be working with a few others which we can't mention Um, what is it that those corporate clients are going to be getting from you not the individuals but but the corporates themselves Um, it really kind of comes down to I guess two service pillars as such 
Um, it is sitting down and doing the individual thing because everybody's kind of goals and what they're looking for is, is completely different. And one of the things about NLP and coaching in particular is about creating that balance and wholeness. Um, I'm not particularly spiritual or, or positive type of person. I probably have responded better to stick than carrot in the past. And everybody has their individual requirements and needs. So from a business perspective, it's it's going in and looking at individuals and kind of analyzing them and making sure they've got that balance or congruence where you know they are doing the right things for the right reasons but it does take a look at the bigger picture you know yes it's within the context of career in the workplace um, but not everybody is is lucky enough to kind of have that um, I guess consistency that you have Scott you know between being a different person and having that persona and some of those businesses may not benefit from the persona that they had previously because it, it completely jars with what they're like outside of work at the moment. Yeah, that that's, I think, the the old perspective jarring with the new perspective where people have had to be a certain way to get on in their career uh, and then it conflicts with who they are as individuals and that causes problems down the line. Um, an evaluation of why you've chosen a certain career and this isn't me and it's because you've had to pretend to be someone you're not. Um, I think with with coaching what you can do for the for the people which are still within these businesses which need to get on you can help give them that confidence back which they've probably lost during furlough um, or at least a downturn in their business if they weren't furloughed to be better versions of themselves and actually bring more productivity and more value to the businesses which employ them yeah and it's it's again coming back around to the coaching thing it's, it's about empowerment and feeling as though you can make a decision and it's very difficult because everybody from top to bottom, you know, from the CEO to the person who changes the bins, they will feel as though they have a lack of control. Um, and that is purely a perception thing. So from an employer's perspective, what is NLP coaching in a career sense? It's about giving people that sense of empowerment. And that has to start from an individual thing. So that can be, you know, in a workshop offering reasonably kind of generic tips and advice and tools um some people have heard of anchoring and things like that you know they are useful tools um but then potentially taking it as you know step further and going into a little bit more of a deep dive with individuals and making sure that they have that congruence and that balance because we all want to make the best decisions for us and it's difficult to differentiate between uh, i guess desire um to actually do something and an obligation, and no employer wants their staff to feel obligated to be there, um, which is really difficult at the moment, um, especially with anxiety and people not necessarily wanting to be in public, crowded places. Um, but ultimately, it's it's about making sure that individuals want to be there. Some of those people, you know, at the end of, at the end of some coaching or workshops, they may turn around and say they don't want to be there. And it may well be my recommendation that you know, once we've done a skills assessment and behavioural assessment, that they go away and they, they potentially take a long, hard look in the mirror and maybe they're not getting that satisfaction that they need, need from it anymore. So I never want to see anybody out of work. Like I say, I've, you know, I've found myself in that situation which spurred on bank stores, um, kind of getting up and running far quicker than it would have done otherwise. Um, but ultimately, it needs to be the right thing for the business and the individual. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you, you mentioned there about uh, getting up and running with bank stores. You know, life doesn't care when you're ready life happens uh was it life happens for you not to you 
it's a really nice uh, perspective to, yeah. you know, thing, things happening for you, whether they're good or bad, um, and that they're, you know, there's always developments come from it. So you, you mentioned about anchoring as a, a strategy to help people. How, how does that work Just in a bit more detail? Yeah, that's it's one of those that most people have seen. It's, it's used a lot with sports psychologists in particular. Effectively, we all have individual strategies. Um, so without getting too kind of sciencey, because that's not really my bag, you know, you have a stimulus and you have a response. And you go through a process from that happening, uh, from the stimulus to you having a response. Now, what anchoring basically does, it can take um, something physical. That's the most common one. You know, you'll see it with... Um, you're Paul McKenna's talking to golfers in particular and giving them a physical anchor to help them focus. It's about getting somebody to that mindset or that, that emotional state that is most conducive for them in that particular situation. You can't really use it in a, in a generic sense per se. Um, it will be to have one specific goal, whether that be focus, energy, whatever that might be. And you work with that individual um, to effectively give them a fast and immediate tool where the most common one is touch a knuckle. You, know, you see that a lot, touch a knuckle uh, or rub your earlobe. Um, I've seen people who do a, a little sh shoulder roll, um, which takes them back to a mental state effectively um, where they can perform at their optimal. And it, you know, it, again, it's an NLP thing. You're striving for excellence. And if you can do these little things just to help you in that instance, it's just going to helpfully, hopefully change how you react and the strategy that you have when dealing with anxiety and looking to build resilience. So so this sort of anchoring the techniques and, and getting that focus is sort of like the, pre, the preamble to flow, you know, getting in that flow state where you're, yeah. you know, you're in harmony. Like I saw um, Elon Musk, he says he only works like six hours a day, but his six hours are as productive as someone else doing 18 hours because he's like three times more productive mm. because when he's working, he's in this flow state and his output is just incredible. Um, I personally try and do that through, I try and do some meditation to get myself sort of prepped. Yeah. Also, just in terms of, you know, if you're in the office, put headphones in, maybe listen to a podcast, something in which you can consume that information while still outputting whatever you're doing. Um, and that seems to work for me that if I can not break that cycle and get my least your your output if you can achieve it um so yeah anything like that and that's a quick easy accessible one i mean one of, one of the, the key things that i do um is modeling you know and it is understanding what an individual strategy is most conducive to achieve can we replicate it can we can we change whatever that strategy is and yeah it's about getting into that kind of optimal state now don't get me wrong nobody can be a hundred percent hundred percent of the time that is not realistic you know you can't always be full-on all the time what you can do is change how you approach things fundamentally change your thinking change your mindset uh, and doing little things like anchoring and other techniques um, which a coach will talk to you about and take you through are really useful to getting you to that optimal state in certain situations yeah, I really like that. I think it's so important to get you in that optimal state. Um, I read something uh, this morning, actually, about how to-do lists aren't actually that helpful. And what we should be doing is um, creating better diaries. So 
between this time and this time we'll focus on these things and just sort of prioritizing our time rather than a to-do which doesn't have a time stamp area when you work on a certain thing yeah. so personally i can only concentrate for I don't know, maybe an hour, hour and a half on one thing. And then I'm bored and, you know, I have the attention span of a fish. So mm. I have to be stimulated by what I'm doing. So um, breaking up the what what is a priority, you know, Pareto principle, that 80-20 stuff, mm. um, and actually planning your day in that way, um, I think it makes a huge difference to productivity and what you achieve. Yeah, and you, you'll have experienced this yourself. Uh, as you say, you know, you've got a coach. It's... And this is where NLP, for me in particular, it's the communication element and analyzing language. Uh, okay, you've got the classic study where actually the language is only 7% of the importance when it comes to communication. But language is how we frame things. Uh, everything has to go through a language system. So that's why communication language is so important because a to-do list is not tangible. It's a future tense. Um, I would argue... Um, you know, when talking to people, planning is not necessarily the right tense because, it, you know, you should be scheduling something. That's, that's got momentum, that's got movement. You're moving towards something as opposed to it being static or not really tangible. Yeah, I really like that. I mean, the, I work, when I work with my coach in terms of these sort of things, we manifest towards what we're looking to achieve. So, so if I'm looking to manifest towards something, we'll set a goal and say, this is the goal. How are your actions, thoughts, behaviors going to lead towards that? And then we focus towards it. And one of the reasons I have monthly check-ins, weekly check-ins with co with coaches is that it makes the, that manifesting a lot easier because it's really clear as to what looking to achieve. And it might be get fit, buy a house, get a job, you know, improve in your work, develop a skill. Um, but you need to be clear on what that is and why it's important and, and, and get really into it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's one of the things, again, sticking to the NLP framework, there are different processes and models which I will help people with to kind of realize that, you know, to make it something that is tangible, to differentiate between a state and a goal. Now, what that goal is, it's completely dependent on the individual and, and their value system. It may be just to get through the day without being particularly stressed. Um, it may be outperforming their peers I think at the moment for a lot of people it's shoring things up and and looking to get that stability how do you go about doing that well you have to start with how you perceive it and how you articulate it not necessarily to other people um, so whether you want to talk to somebody about it you know run a mental image in your mind have that internal dialogue you have to a have a tangible goal and b have means to get there which are time specific um, so it's not necessarily entirely about the journey, it is about the end destination, but you still need to have something tangible to demonstrate you're going towards it because otherwise you never know you've actually achieved it. That's it, enjoy it. Um, it's, it's having that plan of action of what you're going to do and how you're going to get there. And I think that that's what, in short, a coach in anything, in anything, whether it's football, career or life or mental health, whatever you want to be coached on, that's what coaches do is give you a roadmap and give you the support and framework in order to achieve what you want to achieve. So, Absolutely. yeah, I think, um, yeah, it's an exciting time for you, Daniel. I think um, you're someone who's been served a new opportunity, something which you've been working towards for a long time. And I think there's a lot of people which are going to get some real benefit from working with you. Uh, and I know the clients that are working with you at the moment are already seeing that benefit. So, 
Um, yeah, just to cover off what we've talked about today. So we've talked about uh, Daniel, um, what he's doing with bank store coaching, a little bit about um, confidence, about what candidates are facing in the market, both furloughed or redundant um, or, or within a working capacity and also what employers um, can be doing for their teams, um, how coaching Daniel uh, can support and also looking at um, you know different tech tools and techniques which can be used to um, support people through this very strange time mm. so again thank you Daniel for coming on the podcast I really think everyone's got a lot of value from from what what you uh, can do so yeah thanks for coming on thank you yeah we always have so, uh, similar musings to this so yeah no, it's good to sit down and record something with you Scott yeah, I think we've um, cut down this from four or five hours of conversation <laughs> a little bit shorter today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Daniel, where can people uh, find you um, if they want to have a conversation with you? Yeah, more immediately, uh, I've got bankstorescoaching.com. Um, that is specifically for individuals affected by COVID and or looking for improvement in resilience and the career side of things. The actual corporate consulting arm is something that will be going live in August. So at the moment, it is specifically workshops and online webinars to help individuals and groups. As of August, it will be more taking forwards, not necessarily the NLP concepts, but actually taking forwards the more detailed skills assessment, modeling, and actually doing the individual assessment piece with people. So currently, if, if people are just looking for some advice, some ideas, I'm going to be running a couple of free uh, online tutorials specifically focused around interviewing and also about building resilience. So LinkedIn or bankstorescoaching.com. Perfect. Thank you, Daniel. I will leave any links to any of these webinars, any of this sort of stuff in the post below. Um, but yeah, uh, check out Daniel, check out Bankstore Coaching and yeah, let us know what you think. So thanks for listening and look forward to having you with us on another episode. Thank you. Thanks.